Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and I want to welcome you to the Game Changers podcast hosted by Michelle Dutrell. I personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship, and this podcast will bring you some of the best. If you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality, stay tuned and prepare to ignite. Hello and welcome to this week's Game Changer podcast. Once again, we have a Tammy and Michelle show. So back by popular demand, as we have had a few conversations in the past about some pretty cool topics, today hopefully is absolutely no different. What's a little bit unique and interesting is the fact that the catalyst to today's conversation came to me from a question I got on Facebook. And so I immediately called Tammy and said, hey, Tammy, this is something as well you and I talk a lot about. Um, What do you think? about chatting about this exact topic for the next podcast, to which she was, uh, of course, very accommodating. And here we go. So first, let me, before I start reading, Tammy, hello. How are you? Well, hello. It's good to be back with you again. And um, I'm so glad you asked me to join you for this conversation because it is by far one of my favorite conversations and I'm passionate about this. So I'm excited for, for this podcast. Cool, cool. Me too. All right. So here we go. Without further ado, here it goes. I'm reading straight from, the, uh, from, the, from Facebook from Sarah P. out of uh, Seattle, Washington. I have a question I was hoping you could help answer regarding visualization. In traveling or doing anything you don't have plans or expectations for, how do you visualize your day when you have no idea how it's going to look? When you're intentionally not trying to plan or direct your destiny, letting whatever pops up at any moment. Do you practice visualization in this type of situation when you don't know what to visualize? If so, how? So I appreciate this little message here on Facebook that I uh, received from Sarah immensely because it got me to really thinking not only about the difference between intention versus visualization, and there's a big difference between the two that we'll uh, jump into, but also it got me thinking about why people wrap their head around intention in my opinion, sort of the wrong way. And I'm gonna go back for any of you that saw the movie or read the book, The Secret, it did probably as much good as it did bad in that it got the conversation and people thinking that maybe there is actually something to the energy that you put out and what you can manifest in your life. Now, where this kind of went off the rails is people thinking if I just sit and think that I'll have a red bicycle on my front doorstep, then I will. I believe that was actually even one of the scenes in the movie is that this kid opens the door and there's a red bicycle. So I want to break down all of this, but I wanted to first start by saying that is today's topic. So if you at all have had a curiosity or an interest in intention and know anything about visualization, then this is your show. If you haven't, or even better yet, if you have intended for certain things to happen in your life, whether it's getting a raise or meeting that soulmate or, you know, closing that sales deal. And no matter what you seem to do, it doesn't work out for you. Then stay tuned. This too is the show for you because there's very good reason, specific reason that we're going to get into for why that also is happening. So outside of that, Tammy, when we talk about um, intention and visualization, and you're one of the biggest people that I personally know of that lives your life with great intention, Isn't it fair to say that in your life, there's nothing that you do 
really, uh, I mean, uh, maybe there's, you know, something, but for the most part, you live your life with great intention. I have learned this and, and you're right. You know, the, the secret did kind of spawn a couple of, of reactions, good and bad, like you said, but I think it was at that point where I really started, um, uh, believing in, in the power of intention. Um, the secret called it the, the law of attraction. And I think that there is some misconceptions there and, and people with greed can get all over that. And, and I don't believe that that is the purpose of, of what intention is. But I think getting back to that, uh, Facebook question, that was interesting to me. Um, she, she asked, let's go back about, um, if you're wanting to let things happen, as, as they come without really trying to determine what's going to happen, how to use visual, visualization. Did I get that right? Did I hear that right? You did. Exactly. So let's say she's writing this, I left that out, from Nepal. So she's intentionally going, checking out. She just graduated from college, taking a little break before embarking on her career and next phase of life. So her intention is really just to be with herself, just to stop all external input, kind of come back into her own space mm -hmm. and, and not intentionally not try to manifest or make something happen, right? But just to sit and be still and be with herself. And so in thinking from this perspective of visualization, that was her question is, okay, so I wake up in the morning, hmm, if you don't have a plan for the day by intention, what are you visualizing? That was her question, which we're not at yet because I still want to define the difference between the two really. But yes, to answer your question, that is what she asked. Well, yeah, and I think the whole idea of you know, being open to letting the universe bring whatever there is for you and and um, visualizing things are not two different separate things. I, I think that is really something, a conversation that's worth having and addressing for her because I, I don't think they're as separate as she might be asking. Yeah, to me, the difference between intention and visualization is intention is what's my intended outcome, right? What is my intention here? I'd like this conversation to go well. I'd like to have a million dollars by the end of the year. What is my intent with this, right? What's your, what's your end game? And the visualization process is, okay, if you're going to have a million dollars at the end of the year, or if you're going to have that red bicycle sitting on your front porch, or whatever it is that you're, I intend to have this, I intend to meet my soulmate by the end of this year, mm -hmm. then the visualization is, all right, what are you visualizing between right now, this moment, and that moment for that to happen. Now, here's where things derail. The part that got left out in the secret is you have this intention of the red bicycle, you open the door, that little kid, and there's the bicycle sitting there. And then between now and that moment happening, you sit on your couch. No, it in fact doesn't work that way at all. And for those people where this movie or that concept has failed them, this intention versus manifestation is, okay, so now let's, let's bridge the gap. If you are going to have a red bicycle on your front porch, what are you going to need to do? What are you visualizing happening 
Um, it's not just going to be randomly someone drops it off. What's going to happen? Are you are you going out and earning the money? Are you going out and mowing lawns and telling somebody don't pay me when you think I've mowed your lawn enough to earn a red bike? Drop it off on my front doorstep when you see that I put forth that effort? I don't know what it is. I, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I can tell you if you're not living into yourself what that's going to take. Same thing with a million dollars at the end of the year. Okay, let's visualize. How much are you going to have to hustle? How are you going to have to show up? What are you going to have to do? What actions are you going to have to take for that to in fact happen? And, and that, that piece of it, which unfortunately is a pretty important piece, it's probably the most important piece, is what got left out. What they did was scratch the surface of realize that you actually play a role by how you're showing up in what's happening. And to me, that's the difference between being a victim and taking responsibility. You are playing a role in every single thing that is happening in your life. Whether you like it or not, you are. Every single thing right now that exists around you, you've had a hand in. And if it's not so great right now, then the upside is you've had a hand in that, which means you also have a hand in changing that. I, I think that is so key right there, Michelle. I mean, with both visualization and intention, whether you believe or practice those or not, both of those or not, you are, you are, um, your life is a result of that. Whether or not you believe in it and whether or not you're practicing it or you think you're practicing it, it, you know, you, you might think, oh, you know, that's all a bunch of whatever, you know, it, it, it's, it's, um, woohoo, but, you know, you, you can have a lot of negative stuff and be so afraid that, oh my God, you know, this, this meeting isn't going to go well. And, oh, my God, I'm just so afraid that I'm, you know, I'm going to get hit by a car today. Or I'm just, you know, you, those are the um, energy you're putting into the universe. And that's really what the power of intention is. And visualizing is energy you're putting out there that is creating that reality for you. In fact, um, yes, I did a little um, research and before our, our, our uh, <laughs> podcast time, Wayne Dyer wrote about the power of intention and called it a force in the universe that allows the act of creation to take place. And I love that. So, so whether or not it, that's the power of intention, but if you're just putting out to the universe that, oh, all kinds of negative stuff is going to happen and this isn't going to go well for me and I don't think I'm going to win this deal and uh, I, I know my spouse is cheating on me, you know what? Chances are that's what you're going to manifest in life or that's what you're going to get back because that's what you're putting out. And, and I'm, I'm sure you can kind of hone it into what is really the intention piece and what's the visualization that's going to help manifest that, that uh, creation, like Wayne Dyer says. So for those people listening that live in the world of energy and, and get that, then stick with every last thing that Tammy just said. For everybody else out there who is not maybe so much in the world of energy and what you put out is what you're going to get back, let's break this down in a different, I'm going to say the same thing, but I'm going to say it differently. If what you want is not what you are, you aren't getting it. So here's how I mean that. Let's break this down. Let's, let's break this down to wanting more than what you have. Okay. I, I just want more. If you're not grateful currently for what you have in every aspect, and I mean every aspect, 
And that could be financial distress right now. This could be ill health right now. I, no matter what dire straits you are currently in, if you're not grateful for the fact that you are sitting here and somehow have the ability to even listen to this podcast, there's something here in your life to be grateful for. I can assure you, more will not be given to you if you're not grateful for what you already have. There's, there's just step one. And this goes back, let's, for any of you who are parents, this is rule one. When you have a kid who has toys they're not taking care of, that they, they don't put them away, they're beat up, all of them are broken, and they come to you on the daily saying, I want a new toy. What is the first response we always have? Why would I get you a new toy when you don't take care of what you already have? And that's a law of the universe. So it's the same thing universally. How are you going to ever think you're going to get more than what you have if you don't take care of what you've got? And let's take that into finances. If you're saying, I just need more money, are you being mindful about every last dime you currently have? Are you being a good steward truly of your finances to where the universe would say, you now warrant more. Because if you're not, if you're not paying attention to your money, if, if it pours through you if, you, if you're a spendthrift, if you truly are just not wise with the money you do have, don't have an expectation of more showing up. It doesn't work that way. So there's step one is realize right now, stop time. It all starts with gratitude, but it starts with gratitude, not for hoping one day things change. It starts with gratitude today. So there's, there's step one. Yep. Yep. Love it. The next one is if you think about this, if we're talking about something that is a monetary value, right? Let's just, let's just talk about you want um, a better job. You want more money, whatever it is that we're just, let's talk about before we get into relationships or soulmates, because those two seem to always be the biggest wants that people have or want to change in their world. Let's talk about finances first. If you want more money, my next question is on this, what energy are you putting out to use uh, Tammy's words in what you're putting out is what you're going to get back. If you want X amount more per, per hour, per week, per month, or annual, or even your net worth to be more than what it is right now, is what you're putting out in the world that value? Are you putting forth a million dollars worth of value and contribution right now? Because if you're not, then that doesn't make sense to have that back as an expectation. It just doesn't. Mm -hmm. So you've got to stop and think, is what I'm doing right now, if this is the dollar amount, right? If this is what my effort is, I want to have this in my bank account, then stop and say, does today's energy, today's effort, today's hustle, does it match that amount that would warrant that somebody would say, oh, boy, this person's got to be a millionaire. They've got to be making that kind of money. Look at how hard they hustle. Are you kidding me? They have to be like for like. So if you have a want that is different than how you're showing up and who you are, not going to happen. There's on the monetary side. Now let's drop into one of my favorites, which is a, a person. So this is a soulmate and somebody who says, all I attract is losers. You know, Tammy, how many times have you and I talked about people that say, I always attract the bad guy. Oh, it's always the bad boy or the loser, or the guy who cheats on me or the fill in the blank. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Same exact thing. You cannot want something different than who you are. So this goes back to imagine having somebody or saying, you know what? I just want somebody who's really financially stable, who's really financially well off. Okay. Are you? Are you? 
because yeah. that doesn't make sense. If you're not coming from that place, that person where that's their standard because that's the life they've created, once you start spending time together, you're going to have financial issues between you because you don't value finances and worth the same way. And it's going to wind up being an area of great contention. So you've got to step back and say, why would I desire somebody who has a value system around finances greater than what mine is? It's not going to work. Water always seeks a common ground. So if you want somebody that is financially stable, then you better find a way to become financially stable in order for that to work. Okay. And so Michelle, this is a great place then to, to um, insert how visualization plays. So if your intention is, you know, either either financial success or <laughs> or or a mate that's financially successful, or I, I'm I'm just that was a joke, or just a mate that's compatible that you somebody you want, then then talk about how visualization will get you to that intent. So wrapping your head around to begin with that you, you first really have to buy into the concept that how you show up in this lifetime, in this world, how you show up today is what you're getting back across the board, right? Same, same thing with, let's go back to this, this guy before we get in his visualization about wanting someone financially stable. Same thing of saying, I want somebody healthy and fit and you're 50 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. It, that also doesn't work. You have somebody who's going to have a value system over here that clearly you don't hold the same way. So you can't have a want for somebody to possess something that you yourself don't possess. It will, it will absolutely never work. Same thing. I want somebody that's fun and upbeat and you're the town complainer. That also is not going to work. So realize, step back and say, what have I been attracting in my life? What, what is that? To go back to Tammy's, what you put out is what you're going to get back. That's exactly it. So when you think, like when I used to do goal setting classes around this topic, and I'd say, give me your top 10 attributes of the person that you're looking for. Top 10 things that you want. Maybe it is, you know, funny and financially stable and fit and healthy and uh, comes from a good family. I'd fill in the blank. Whatever all these great things are. Then I would say, okay, take a look at these 10 things. Is this exactly how you would describe yourself? Because if it's not, that's got to be your starting point. Why would you want from somebody else what you're not living into to begin with? And if those things are highest value to you, um, you know, one of the top things on mine that I value in people is, is kindness. And if that's not a value in my own life, then why would I attract it to me? Right? Why? Yeah. Right. And then, and then I would go back and question, do you really value that? Because if you really value that, why is that not who you are? Exactly. Yeah. Really? Why is that not who you are? So now this drops into visualization. So if there's some aspect of our life that we'd like to change, then you've got to stop and say, if I were financially stable, and let's just take this one day at a time, if I was really a, a smart financial wizard, what would I be doing right now? What, what would some different decisions be that I would make? V really visualizing. Well, I probably would not go to Starbucks every morning, right? That's five bucks a day. What would a smart person, how would they be spending their money? Well, they probably would create a budget. I don't even have a budget. I'm not even sure how much money I spend. Okay. So you can stop and think what, what might a, a real smart financial person planning for the future, what would things uh, be that that person would do? And then step back and say, and now I'm going to create my action list. That's what I will do. 
Every one of us has a good enough imagination to know what somebody who is like that, what choices they would make. Yeah. And, you know, kind of that fake it till you make it. Pretty soon, you know, when you start taking certain actions and thinking certain thoughts, over time, they become your habit. And after a time, these habits then become who you are. So when people say, well, people can't change, that could not be farther from the truth. You can change in an instant. You've got to change your thoughts, which change your actions, which change your habits, which change your character, which changes your destiny. That That's that's it. That's all there is to it. But it first starts visualization, right? With a thought. So visualizing today, I'm not going to be wasteful. I'm not going to spend money. I, and my line always is, I don't, I don't mind spending money. And if you've ever been around me, plenty of people know I have no problem spending money. I don't like wasting it. There is a monumental difference between the two. So stop and say in everything you're doing, should you go buy lunch tomorrow or would it be more wise to make lunch the night before, probably much healthier anyway, and spending a lot less money. So stopping and thinking, a person who's smart with their money, every time you go and, and you whip out a credit card or a debit card or a dollar bill, is there a smarter way for me to be doing whatever this thing is? And I'm not saying you've got to go live some you know frugal way of life. I'm saying just being smart. And it's visualizing what does that look like. Health is a great one, right? So if you're looking at today, if I were absolutely my peak of fitness, peak performance, felt great, never looked better, never felt better, what are the decisions, what would they be today that I would be making? Well, I probably would go for a walk or I'd go for a run or I'd go to the gym or I'd go to a lovely yoga class. What would those decisions be? I would have a salad instead of a burger and fries. What would a healthy person, what would those decisions be? And then you're visualizing that and then all you have to do is live into it, which now we're kind of coming full circle here to Sarah's question and what you had asked on visualization and just allowing things to show up versus not. I certainly am not the believer, and anybody who's listened to any of my podcasts or read any of my blogs, you know, I don't start my day without visualization. I just don't. I walk through my day every day of what's going to happen. Now, let me be clear, and this is the biggest deviation, so this is the value bomb on this whole entire podcast. This is not about what you're doing. This is not about, I'm going to go in and ask for that raise. I'm going to pay attention and see if I can meet my soulmate. I'm going to find a way to drop, you know, two pounds today. It is not about the things. It's about how you're showing up in those moments. So if you have a particularly important conversation that has to happen, maybe it's somebody, a challenging coworker, or maybe it is asking for that raise. It's not just about the event. It's how will I walk in the room? How will I show up? How am I going to carry myself? What expression am I going to have? What am I going to feel in that moment? And you really are settling into what does this feel like to me? And when that feeling becomes every bit of your being right before you walk into that situation, that asking for that raise or having that very challenging conversation, drop into, okay, I've already visualized how this is going to go and how I'm going to feel and how I'm going to hold my shoulders back or what I'm going to say, how I'm going to feel as I'm talking. Now, when you're doing that, you're doing it for the second time. If you visualized it three times, you're doing it for the fourth time then. So it's a lot easier for your mind to just drop into. It's not, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. No, you've already walked through from your eyes, from your perspective, exactly what's going to happen, regardless of what you're met with on the other side, because you have zero control of that. But what you do have control over is you. 
And all of visualization, all of this is, is how are you showing up? With intention, so to Sarah, out on a boat in the middle of Nepal, even if your intention is, I actually don't want to plan for anything because I know I'm going to come back to the U.S., I'm going to start my job, I'm going to have agendas and calendars and conference calls, and you're exactly right, your life is going to be calendar-driven. So while you are spending, say, a month not being calendar-driven, you get to master what true visualization is, which is, how am I showing up today? How am I greeting the next person that crosses my path with an open heart, with an open mind, with sharing in whatever it is that they're doing in this moment? How can I be most present with the next person that crosses my path? And that really is when you talk about mind mastery, it's how am I going to show up in every moment of today, regardless of what happens, that is 100% within your control. So if you are, someone cuts you off and you find yourself waving your fists in the air and screaming profanities, if you had visualized no matter what happens today, no matter what crosses my path, I am a person who is calm and with an inner peace and treats everybody with compassion and kindness because I have no idea what they're going through or what they're doing. So I'm not going to judge whatever it is that crosses my path. I'm going to let whatever it is go truly. And, and then when that situation arises, it's, oh, here's a little test for me. You know what? I don't know why they just cut me off. Maybe they just got horrible news and somebody has moments left to live in the hospital and they have to get there right now so fast and all I can do is back off and give them the space to get there. If your intention was to show up with kindness and compassion, no matter what crosses your path and you mean it, then that is so much easier to live into when you're tested than having never considered that to begin with. So that's my answer to her. So I, I can relate to this on a personal level, and, and I think it probably will be relatable to a lot of your listeners. I, I've been in sales since the 80s. 80s and 90s, there were so many sales um, trainings and sales institutes and sales uh, certifications, and, and I went through them all. I'm sure you did too, Michelle. And I, I learned exactly, wrote how to, how to greet people, how, what questions to ask, and and um, I got I got to be so robotic at um, knowing the right sales process. And a few years ago, as as I have become more and more spiritually enlightened, really, my intention was to show up in any sales situation authentically, not like I've been trained to do, not like the books say, but just be authentic. So I would, every day before going into a sales meeting, whatever it might be, whether presentation or just first time meeting, whatever, I would visualize. I would take time to visualize, like you said, Michelle, how I show up. Not necessarily how that meeting is going to go, although I would, I would stretch my visualization to that, but mainly how I'm going to show up and how I'm going to respond with... Um, consideration, with awareness, with not worrying about me and what I'm bringing, but be aware of, of everybody else I'm meeting and what they're bringing and uh, be compassionate 
and I would visualize these things. And I have to tell you, in it, it didn't take long, a couple of years, and it has transformed not only my approach to sales, but my approach to people, my approach to just interaction, and my success rate as well. Because people respond to authentic people. They don't respond to, you know, what the book says necessarily. And so um, that that is that is kind of how I applied this whole principle of visualization. It wasn't, you know, winning the deal. It wasn't winning the deal. It was being authentic and showing up so that I win the people, so that I I am first a person and and a friend, and then you know business follows. So, is that kind of what you're kind of getting to with the whole visualization? Does that does that apply? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, I think I think what this and you and I were talking about this before I hit record, and every time we start talking, I think I should hit record always because I think a lot of our really great conversations happen before I even press record. But you and I were talking about take the difference mm-hmm. between taking responsibility and playing the victim. And people who say, oh, look at look what happened to me. Well, I just have bad luck. You know, bravo for you, Tammy, that things work out. But I, if you knew my life, I just have, you know, the worst luck ever. And that mentality of being the victim and things just happen to you, that means that what really another thing that you're saying is everything is out of my control and everything that happens, everybody else has control over it and things just happen to me. And this is where manifestation, how you manifest things or intention, where things go awry is people get so tied to the outcome of, I'm going to visualize that I'm walking in there and I'm walking out with, you know, that signed contract. And that's not, you've missed the whole entire point. It's exactly what we're talking about right here, which is don't focus on what you cannot control. You focus on you. You focus on how you're showing up, your energy how you're walking in a room, how you're carrying yourself, what attitude you're going to show up with, no matter what is said, no matter what, what attitude are you going to possess because of it? You know, in the, uh, in the book, Man's Search for Meaning with Viktor Frankl, who was in a concentration camp and one was one of the few survivors, and he was a psychologist um, going into this, his whole thought process is they can take everything away from me, but they cannot take away my attitude. And that is, that is exactly right. And if we can get to the point in life that no matter what happens, no matter my external turmoil, my external stuff that may be going on around me, mastery of peace really is mastering your inner game. And as long as that inner peace you can master, I can assure you it's a direct correlation to your outer world's level of chaos because they're always reflective of one another, always. If your outer world is chaotic, you better stop and say, what's going on inside me? So I applaud, Sarah, I I wish I had the wherewithal. Tammy, I don't know if you you know, after college or after high school, after any point in time ever said, I think I'm going to go sit on a boat for a month in Nepal and, you know, figure myself out. Wish at 22, I was ever that person. So first of all, massive applause on making that decision, right? And if, if every day, and I've also said this many times, every day, if you're not taking minutes of silence out to stop the input, from your phone, from the computer, from everything else, from the television, from the radio, just stop in silence and regroup. Just regroup of checking in. 
How was I going to show up today? So far, have I? And if I haven't, let me course correct and get back on track, check in with how you intended on showing up today and get back into that. And if you do that on a bigger scale, a couple of times a year of really just getting away for a couple of days, go to the beach, go to the mountains, go somewhere, hit the reset button on who you are in life. Going back to that, begin with the end in mind. What are people going to say in your eulogy? Are you showing up this year? Have you been living into that person that you would hope people remember you as? And it's that time, it's that self-reflection of what do I really want? What am I visualizing myself to be in this lifetime? And we have the ability right now in this minute to change that. Every single person listening right now has the ability to say, what do I want for my life and whatever it is that I want, how would that person be showing up in order to have that life and just go be that? Go be that. We have to call out when you are um, in an open place of letting things happen and you're, you're visualizing who and how you want to be and, and you're just putting faith in that this is, this is what my future is going to look like or my day or whatever. And then something comes along and happens that isn't maybe in line with your thinking of what this should look like doesn't necessarily mean it's not intended to get you to where you want to be. So a lot of, like you mentioned, the victim. Some people think things always, you know, just happen to them. But there's also, we have to keep in mind that even though my intention was to be um, a, a great person and then sales and then win all the sales, when something didn't go right for me or all of a sudden the company I'm working for does massive layoffs and I don't have a job, what the heck was all that visualization for? doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't helping redirect where I'm ultimately supposed to be. So talk about that for a second. Yeah, and this is probably a great uh, spot as we are uh, coming up here to the end of the show to end this on because it's it probably actually is, although I said the last thing was the most important point, probably this one actually is the most important point. So thank you for bringing this up. Again, if you listen to anything I've ever said or anything I've written, any event that ever happens is just that. It's just an event. It's just information. Anything outside of that is the meaning you assign it. Whether that's good or bad, that's through your filter of what you're assigning it. So when things, if we had visualized this, this grand meeting of asking for the raise or walking into a big contract negotiation, you're walking out uh, from that deal, and let's say you didn't get the raise. In fact, maybe you got let go. Maybe you walked in for that deal and absolutely they're never giving you a deal. And in fact, they said, and don't ever come back. We don't even ever want to talk to you about any deal. So not only did it not go your way, but let's take it to the extreme of it went completely the different way. And you're going, wow, way to go, Tammy Michelle, with your whole idea about visualization. That didn't work out or did it? Because the reality is all you have to know to wish for or want is within your current periphery of what you think your reality is. And your reality is only based on currently what you know. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know the big picture. I've also said this many times. How many times have you looked back and what you thought was a horrible set of a series of events only to look back and go, thank goodness that happened 
or I wouldn't have uh, left that job to get this better job where I met this person who now I'm happily married to. But in that moment, you have no way to know all that because you, unless you have a crystal ball or a really great psychic around, you have no way to know all that. So what you have to do is step back and trust and say, okay, if I didn't see this coming, and this was not my visualization, which is why I tell you, don't visualize on the outcome, visualize on what you can control, which is you. So that when you walk out, you go, wow, I don't know what went on there. I know that from my vantage point, how I showed up, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I would not change a thing. So what I have to assume is something greater here is at work than what I know. And I'm going to have to trust that I'm going to continue to show up in the best version of myself with the best intention, showing up with the best energy in the best way so that whatever is meant to happen will be. You know, I um, was with a gal, she was one of my mentors a long time ago, and she was the one who taught me to always say, no matter what you are intending, no matter what you want in life, always end it, comma, or whatever is in my greatest, highest good. So if you walk in and say, I'm walking in to ask for this raise, or I'm walking in for to get this contract signed, or whatever is in my greatest, highest good. So if you walk in and walk out without a job, you better trust that that somehow is in your greatest, highest good. As long as you showed up the right way, as long as you kept up your end of the bargain, don't assume that the universe isn't holding up their end of the bargain as well with what is in the greatest, highest good in the big picture. Yeah. Right. I have that magnet. I'm a refrigerator that says everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. And I believe that wholeheartedly. It sometimes is a little challenging for people to trust in the process to understand that bigger picture of things, but you really do have to get in the mindset of saying, I'm not going to get tied up in the red bicycle being on the front doorstep. What I am going to get tied up in is bringing enough value and contribution to somehow someday warrant there being a red bicycle on that doorstep. And if we can be that, if we can focus on all of our energy on being responsible for who we are, you know, uh, Tammy was at my house in Seattle before I left and I uh, painted up all across the kitchen wall, be responsible for the energy you show up with. And this is why. If you just focus on that and turn the rest of it over, don't get tied to the outcome. Don't get tied to the stuff you can't control. Control you and trust that every single thing that happens, happens for a reason in your greatest, highest good. Mm -hmm. Let go this exact moment. If you think it's not working out, it's just because this moment is not the end. It's not the end. This is just right now and trust in that process and it will be. So yeah, great ending question. And I, I love it because it takes people out of that victim bad luck mentality to, okay, I'm not sure why this is happening right now, but I have to trust this is in my greatest, highest good. And I'm going to continue showing up the right way every day and see actually what that winds up being. Boy, I think that was a message that a lot of us needed to hear. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, as always, uh, thank you for keeping us on point and uh, keeping this conversation directed. I know that we could keep talking for hours and happily, I know that we will. So that in and of itself is a great thing. So as always, thank you so much, Tammy, for joining me here today. Thank you. And thanks everybody for tuning in yet again to this week's Game Changer podcast. 
Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.